0: Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I'm so ready. I
1: get steady. I'm the one that you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know what it is about tonight. Just hearing that intro song just got me in the best mood. I'm so giggly right now. Super excited about the show we've got for you guys tonight. Thank you. I know you've got a lot of different choices on where you get your information and how you spend your time, and and I'm just, it's always an honor that you anybody would choose, quite frankly, to spend their time with me. Sometimes it's a head scratcher, so we always try to do Sing our best. Whoo- mm-hmm. So we always try to do our best for you guys, and I think we've done it tonight. We have Jennifer Von Lair, hopefully I'm pronouncing her name correctly, from Red State. She wrote the article that everybody's talking about today. Who got busted for their big pork spending? It wasn't a congressperson, but it was an organization related to our government. We're going to share that with you on tonight's show. What happens if God does get removed from society in America? Why is God so, why was God so important to our founders? It's not just about our ability to go to church and our ability to express ourselves, but there's actually more to that. And we've got a great guest for you guys tonight who's going to give that perspective, those topics, and so much more. Uh, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Before I go any further on this Friday Eve... I thought, okay, no sound effects there on a Friday Eve. Maybe he already played it, and I missed it. It's my man, the one and only DJ Potato Skins.
0: DJ Potato Skins.
2: DJ Potato Skins. Get him out of here.
1: All righty, uh, DJ Potato Skins is is going to be he's going to be doing his job tonight as a board op and keeping the show pro- produced and rolling along. But you're not going to hear a whole lot. From uh, Skins tonight. He's what we like to call in the South, he's stove up. Okay. Anybody know what, what it means to be stove up? Well, he is. If you know the, if, here's a little trivia question for y'all. Who out there, who knows what it means to be stove up? 888 344 1170. Skins didn't know what it meant to be stove He didn't, he never heard the term being stove up, but it accurately described his condition tonight. Speaking of condition, I'm going to get into the hot topics of the day in a moment, and particularly what's what's happening at the border, because it's absolutely beyond a crisis point. But what is wrong with uh, the—I the, feel I I—, I I've been busting it hard on the Republican party, but at least we can, can we, can we all join together? Those of us, and by the way, I criticize the Republican party. I give tough love because I care about this country and I care about wanting us to have the best and, and have those that represent us to do, do the best job. And I feel like we've got a right as, as the employers, uh, to be pushing back, right? Against the people that have, uh, made promises to us, right? So, um, we and we've made a lot of progress in pushing back against the Republican Party establishment and moving it toward a more conservative uh, area era and Trump, the Trump administration just advanced so much for us. Trump did so much since he came down. We did. Trump did. Trump was a response to the Republican Party, and when he came down, because the American people felt like they needed an outsider. And when he, so he did change the Republican Party. There's a battle inside, and we'll get into that a little bit later, and what's going on with there. But is there? Was there any greater symbol of the former Republican Party? or at least the hangers-on of the establishment Uniparty system than John Boehner. Did y'all see or hear (laughs) the former weeper of the house who came to D.C.? wasn't he a doctor at some point John Boehner even though he was a chain smoker um, he's got quite a few conditions if you ask me he's not right in the head right um, so the weeper former weeper of the house comes back to DC today and got ridiculously he didn't get, just get choked up he was like sobbing and bawling as, as he was sniveling with like snot running down his nose over Nancy Pelosi play the clip please skins <laughs>
0: And the fact of the matter is, no other Speaker of the House in the modern era, era, Republican or Democrat, uh, (laughs) uh, has wielded wielded the gavel with such authority or with such consistent results. Let us just say you're one tough cookie.
1: Um, Skins, you've got to be kidding me, right? I haven't gotten that choked up. I don't even remember the last time I got that choked up, right? It had to have been over, over somebody who actually was a contributor to society, somebody who actually had done good. It had to have been, you know, it was probably some feel-good story that I saw uh, involving an average American who actually went out of their way to help their fellow man. Nancy Pelosi, he's sobbing and sniveling over Nancy Pelosi. What has this Democrat Party? Le- he's right about one thing. Nancy Pelosi has wielded that gavel to much success for the Democrat Party. This is the same Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, who bragged, you've got to pass the, quote, Affordable Care Act right before you can get to see what's in it. And then it was the Republican Party that refused to overturn and, and repeal and replace Obamacare, right? She has successfully wielded that gavel to the point to where she's got pretty much the entire, had pretty much the entire Republican Party cowering, cowering and, and, and cowardice. She's, she, she has been incredibly successful to this country's detriment, if not demise. Case in point. Nobody believes that Joe Biden is running this country. We all know that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have been running this country. They are behind the invasion that's happening at our southern border. We've already got at least 5 million people that have flooded into our country just since Joe Biden took office after they intentionally just flung the doors open and welcomed in any Tom, Dick, and fentanyl-producing and drug trafficking, child trafficking cartel member all along the way. Here's what, uh, when asked about it today, here's a couple of statements made by Mophead, KGP, today, uh, when asked uh, whether or not the American people, Title 42, is about to be removed. Which was, the, which was the statute, I guess it was, that was from, I think, the 40s that gave the, the U.S. government the right, as if our laws that you can't just walk across our border wasn't enough, Title 42 gave, gave the government the right to return somebody back if they came from a country that they felt had, had you know health issues. So she was asked about this today, and uh, Skins, please play clip six.
3: Should Americans be supportive or concerned with the end of Title Forty Two, which
2: obviously stops most migrants from being able to apply for asylum? What
0: Americans should know is that the president uh, has done uh, has done the work uh, to deal with what we're seeing at the border since day one. <laughs> These woke, high IQ, stupid people.
1: Yeah. I don't, but you know what? I don't think we can play that for Corrine Jean Pierre because she's not she's not a high IQ person at all. So I I don't think we can apply that to her. Um, She what she said next was actually rather interesting because a lot of people characterized it as blaming Trump for the for the border crisis. Um, But that that's actually here's where she actually said something that was was actually quite nuanced today, and it reveals the real goal of the Democrat Party and Nancy Pelosi. Is quite happy with what's going on today. She has wielded her gavel successfully to stay in power. Like I said, much to the detriment of the American people, and she's gotten her wish of an open border society. Um, and um, there sh- uh, is there's there's some uh, hopefully our building is not crashing down around us from what I'm hearing right now above my head. Okay, thank you. Uh, sorry guys, sorry for the pause, but I thought I thought I might have to do a duck and run. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry about that pause for a moment. I was literally about to get up and run out of the studio. <laughs> uh, here's here's an interesting statement from Corinne Jean Pierre today that I think kind of might have gone over the heads of some people. Clip five, uh, especially because of what what the last administration did, and they completely
0: gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been a, a multi-decade-long problem. We need to modernize the system, and this is something that the president has put forth, and we are looking for. Uh, Congress to act. We are asking Congress to act.
1: It's interesting because a lot of people think, like I said, that she was blaming the Trump administration for the... Well, she kind of is, but what was nuanced about this that should really raise the hair on the back of everybody's necks is what she's blaming Trump for is that he had actually put a stop to the flood. She's talking about how Trump gutted the system. What he did was he he, he, he did the reverse, he gutted the opportunity. He sealed the border. Whether it was remaining Mexico policy, whether it was enforcing Title 42, whether it was the public charge policy, whether it was beginning construction wall, whether it was negotiating with, with Mexico. So I guess she's right in the sense that, that Donald Trump gutted the plan that the Democrats have had for decades for us to become an open border society, in part because they need this to in- increase their dependency class, but also as part of ushering us into the Great Reset and the New World Order. So she's absolutely right in that sense. She's not to blame for the people coming to the border. They want these people at the border. That's not what they're upset about. They're happy that this is happening. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back we've got the lady of the girl of the day the girl of the moment the gal of the moment Jennifer Van Lair who wrote a shocking report today exposing the real pork spending but not out of Congress the real porks big spending in relation to the Republican National Committee today the RNC as the Republican Party is in an internal battle over the leadership and it's absolutely critical for the future of the country. So don't go away. Jennifer Van Leer will be here to explain her shocking report on the other side of the break.
0: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea Kay, whatever you call her. She's on the answer, San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. So many people talking today about this. The Republicans possibly partnering with the Democrats before Uh, They leave for the holidays and some big, fat, bloated, full of 7,500 earmarks, fat spending bill that would cut off the knees of of the incoming Republican-controlled House of Representatives. So many people focused on that. Well, ho, 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 you Republicans and conservatives, have you gotten a load of the pork-filled spending by the RNC and Ronna McDaniel herself? No wonder Miss Thang is in the crosshairs and possibly losing her leadership position. Here with the shocking report today that you can read all about in Red State is Jennifer Van Laar. She's the one who broke all the ugly details today. And I'm super excited to have her with us tonight to share it all with you. And she joins me now. Hi, Jennifer Van Laar. Thank you for being here. It's an honor. All right. So um, this was so juicy that I was just almost kind of, at first, I was like, wow, this is juicy. You seriously spilled some tea today, as the kids say. But then after my shock wore off and a little bit like, whoa, um, now it's like, wow, it's really ugly, isn't it? Share with everybody what you found.
3: Yes, it's really ugly. And so what I found in looking through the RNC's financials that are all publicly available on the FEC website from 2017 till now is that they were paying crazy amounts of uh, money for private jets for staff outings to a a Raiders game with a private box to staff retreat at a spa that's a thousand dollars a night to $17 million in donor gifts. And it just goes on from there. Seventy-five thousand dollars of furniture from places like Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, West Elm, and this is in addition to the four hundred thousand that they actually had listed as furniture expenses because they had things like those that furniture listed as an office supply. Hmm.
1: Uh, I'm looking at this and thinking of all the seniors that I know when I go and I speak to Republican groups so many of them are seniors and we're talking about people in their 70s and 80s that are scraping by on a fixed income that, can, that that are just so excited when they think that if they give $25 or $50 to the RNC Jennifer that it's actually going to go to the stop the steal movement in the fall of 2020 that it's actually going to go to try to help conservative uh, candidates win elections and then they find out when they read this report that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars was spent on floral arrangements for who how many funerals did they buy did they buy flowers for because quite frankly you know we we have been getting killed in every election going back for many years is that what these flowers were for this is insane
3: that is actually something i said on a media appearance earlier today when they asked me to guess what it could be for. And I said, I, you know, I don't know the party's funeral, uh, but <laughs> but yeah, this it's important. And to notice that there were so many things misclassified in these financials that it very well could be that some of these floral arrangements were supposed to be at fundraisers or donor events, that kind of thing, but they weren't classified under that. They were just classified as floral arrangements and not under a fundraising budget. So, at the the best case they have bad bookkeeping and they can't keep track of how much was spent to get the donors who donate,
1: right? Well, which it's
3: is also a very bad thing.
1: Well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, miscategorizing mis- mis- Lululemon purchases as an office expense <laughs> is kind right. of a no-no by the uh, by the IRS. But help me to understand why five thousand dollars were spent at Lululemon by the RNC. I can't wrap my head around. To me, it's entirely. I'm going to use the p-word. It's entirely piggish for the RNC to spend this kind of um, amount of money four hundred thousand in event tickets, entertainment activities, Broadway shows and these are all primarily from what I can tell um, the used for parties and events and stays at resorts and spas for senior staffers and their family members. This is not right. what Republican voters are giving money to the RNC for.
3: Right. whether they're small dollar donors or the large donors, they don't want their money being being just frivolously spent because what they want is to win. We we're in a battle for our country. And in their fundraising emails, they're hammering that home all the time. And I'm offended for all of the the people that are on fixed incomes Mm -hmm. or just work really hard and decide they're going to sacrifice To give $100 to the RNC, and I haven't even got to part two of my story yet, which maybe will be out tomorrow evening, but I've been looking into the fundraising expenditures, what they pay the consultants, Um, and that's, I mean, you're lucky if 60 cents out of every dollar that you send to the RNC even gets to the RNC, and then to be wasted after that
1: well yeah so um i 've never been involved really in fundraising. Not sure I understand it, but I would uh, but it doesn 't make sense to me it 's like a money laundering scheme in a sense I guess that you 're going to take a dollar from somebody and then take um, forty cents of it to go and try to raise another dollar right and that 's bad enough right. I, I guess that 's what I heard is that their their expenditure, their cost of fundraising is forty percent. Uh, which is just right. absolutely outrageous, and then that's bad enough. But then, at least if you were then going to take that forty cents to go raise another dollar, at least if you spent the sixty cents on things that actually matter to the voters, that would be one thing. Right. But uh, but really, all it's doing is just it's it's a fundraising for parties. It's a fundraising for. I saw somewhere in here that or heard that Rhonda McDaniel. There was a big line item for hair and makeup. Did I hear that correctly?
3: You did. So there was sixty nine thousand dollars and termed media preparation. So it was the glam squad, literally glam squad with a, a couple of items in there, dry bar makeup artist to get her ready for media appearances and twenty seven thousand dollars in dry cleaning. Wow. I, I can't I don't know if that was her dry cleaning or a lot of staffers together, but that's a lot of dry cleaning that doesn't need to be paid for by donors. And the RNC is hitting back saying, oh, it's only 0.8% of what this great chairman McDaniel brought in um, in donations. So, you know, basically just be quiet and be glad that she raised all this money. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I identified $6 million of wasteful spending just in my cursory overview of it. That's not even including contracts to, to insiders who are getting paid way more, who basically have been getting paid to fail, but getting paid more each cycle. Uh, I don't care how much you raise if you're wasting my money like that.
1: Well, it, that's it, and that's a key point, because what a lot of people don't understand is that that's really at this point what most it, who are in government and most who work it, it, in the um, – as a part of our government and in in terms of uh, the, the political parties is that it's just their goal. This revealed the fact that their goal is just about raising money. Their goal is not about winning elections. Their goal is certainly not about winning elections and then advancing what is supposed to be a conservative platform. The entire game is about raising money and making money from them and keeping them in positions of power. And it's absolutely outrageous and indefensible. And I don't know anything about running nonprofits or running, you know, this, type of 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 entity but i would think that it would it should be if it's not it should not be um, something that she should. I guess. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm confused. That the IRS would be okay with her spending sixty something thousand dollars on a glam squad um, because right. because I, I don't I don't know. In media, you're in media. Do I get I don't I don't I don't write off my makeup and my hair and makeup. I don't get to write that off. I don't get to no. I, Right. That's that's something. My dry cleaning. That's something that I'm expected
3: to expense it.
1: Right. I don't get to <laughs> expense it. So why why is she doing this? I think at the very least at this point, instead of they reveal. All when they came back to you and responded that, gee, we're fundraising as though that that's the end-all be-all for us. And when it's clearly that's all that their goal is, um, you would think after this expose that everybody is talking about today, you would think that Ronna McDaniel would get a last little touch-up by the glam squad and go in front of the cameras and say, my time is done. But she's not going to do that, is she?
3: No, no. she. I've actually seen some uh emails that have gone out to all of the members of the RNC where uh, she, they're basically saying that I'm a uh, fake news, that I'm a <laughs> activist um, posing as a journalist and writing in the middle, in the dead of night in my, on my blog. Um, <laughs> you know, they weren't saying that when I took down Katie Hill.
1: Oh, right. Oh, oh, I know. They're
3: taking the, <laughs> the left points there. And, and, and that, Uh, She would hope that her opponent would be a lot more professional in the future. Like, Harmeet Dillon had nothing to do with me posting this story. I asked her for comment. I talked to a lot of other people there. But this is not something that Harmeet is behind. And that's what they're trying to cast it as.
1: But and even if it was, the bottom even, line, right?
3: The, the numbers are the numbers. The numbers that are the numbers. What's there
1: And what would be wrong with with Harmeed, who's been on the show many times before? We have so much respect for her. What would be the what would be wrong with Harmeet, who's made it clear that it's time for new leadership because Harmeet actually cares about success and cares about winning? In fact, I think she mentioned something earlier today somewhere that she said, "You know what? I I have to do something. I have to dedicate my time to do this because otherwise, I'll never be able to win a court case going forward because the courts are." being completely taken over right i mean she's she's exactly. for, she's forced to have to step in here and do this do the job because those that that have been doing it have failed right what would be wrong if harmeet actually put this story out under her under her own name you did the research on that but what would be wrong right. with harmeet there wouldn't be anything wrong with it no and the, it, you, this is just they got to smear you they got to try to smear harmeet because they can't counter the facts here
3: Exactly. And I wish they would concentrate on that. And and no one cares about how many voter contacts you made if we lost. This was a year that we should have won with the money that was wasted. Maybe we could have swung Arizona and Nevada Mm -hmm. Senate seats and not be in the position that we're in.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the floral, just the floral bill alone might have put Blake Masters over or Abe Homiday. Uh, you know, right. and now, and now it's revealed, even, even aside from the line items and the money, you can see their priorities. That's what's really, that's really what they're upset mm-hmm. about being revealed. It's that their priorities would have been revealed. Look, nobody would care if Ronald McDaniel spent $70,000 on a glam squad if the rest of the money was spent in trying to help people win the elections.
3: Right. And, and if you win, you get a lot more grace. I, and I don't care about people. Like If they want to pay her professional consultants and data people who are great at what they do a lot of money, I don't mind people making a good profit off of that if they're doing a winning job, if they're bringing a talent that nobody else has. But that's not what's been happening.
1: No, what's been happening is it's just a bunch of greed heads that are just, you know, raising money so that they can go off on a toot, as we say in the South. And meanwhile, we're getting we're and we're not just losing. But the problem is, is that every time we've lost, our country has been dragged more and more and more into a hellhole. We see that happening at our border. Right. Uh, we see what's mm-hmm. happening culturally in, in in our country with what's happening with this transing of kids and just from an economic standpoint, a cultural standpoint. Uh, you know, we're just we're 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 a mess. And we're desperately trying to save this country. And then when you see the people that had an opportunity and pretend that that's their role is to help save it by helping get uh, conservative candidates elected. Just, you know, basically, um, you know, how how did Harmeet say it today? She said they need to be folk. We need the the RNC to be out hustling up votes, not hustling the voters. And that's what's been revealed Mm -hmm. with your article. (laughs) Wasn't that a great quote from her?
3: Yes, that is a great quote, and it's it's perfect because then you know all of us are going to keep getting, especially towards the end of the year, that oh we're at this end of the quarter fundraising deadline. Come on, five mm-hmm. times matched. Be loyal. Be a good Republican and send in your money so we can race it. No.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's really clear one thing's for sure with this and I, you're very brave to put this out because you, hopefully you got a security team because it ain't just the <laughs> it ain't just BLM and Antifa you might have to be worried about. I'm teasing. Right. Um but um I yeah, think No, i have definitely been facing that for my whole career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's clear that Roname McDaniel's days are numbered and I think that um, I think that's pretty clear. I think you I think you made that happen and I'm really grateful that you did this article today and thank you for being here tonight. And everybody needs to be uh, checking out the Red State tomorrow, right? Because you got to follow up either tomorrow or, then, or when?
3: Or, or sometime over the weekend, so, or, because i still got some research. I didn't realize I'd be on media all day today. Well, you are <laughs> the woman of it. the hour.
1: So thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Jennifer Van Lar. Thank you. Thank you. You guys check out our article, redstate.com. I've also got it on all my socials. Now stay tuned, because we've got another great guest coming up with you guys. Mark Mayer is here to tell you guys, an America without God, poof, America will be gone. Stay tuned.
0: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We'll continue with uh, news uh, in a little bit later on in the show. But I saw an article here that just really touched me. And I thought, you know, just really... Um, particularly this time of year it I, I just really thought it was important that we talk about god as a part of america because so many of the topics that we talk about here from from a breaking news standpoint all the hot topics of the day particularly the cultural issues all of the things that are distressing us as americans today seem to be rooted in the fact that the left has made progress in removing god from society and here to talk about why uh eisenhower said it best when he said Without God, there could be no American form of government, nor an American way of life, is Mark, Martin Moyer, and he joins me now with this really important um, article that he's got written, and it's An American, an America Without God, Poof. Hey, Martin Moyer, thank you for being here tonight on The Andrea K Show.
2: Well, thanks, Andrea. It's good to be out there in San Diego with you. I wish I was there physically. it a lot warmer.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's actually kind of cold here for us in San Diego, Martin. I mean, I think it was it's in the 40s overnight here and in the 50s, which is just way too chilly for me. But I guess it could be worse. I could be in like, where are you right now?
2: I'm in uh, Virginia, so it's uh, 35 degrees right now outside. Uh, so I guess it's not too much of a difference, but... <laughs> Nevertheless, San Diego has such great weather. I was there a couple of times, always enjoyed it. It's such a beautiful city.
1: It is beautiful. Yeah, we average in the the high 60s to low 70s. It's just, you know, chamber of commerce weather here. Um, Thank you for being here tonight, and thank you for writing this piece, because we talk a lot on the show about the cultural Marxist movement, trying to destroy the fabric of our nation, Judeo-Christian principles and values, but I think it's always important to remind people when we can of the history and about why God God was always—this whole thing of separation of church and state is nonsense. That's not how our country was— Founded. Help people to understand why God uh, America cannot exist without God.
2: Well, you know, if your listeners are paying attention to some of the liberal media out there, they're hearing a lot of cries about Christian nationalists trying to take over the country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it makes me sick every time I hear them say that because it's not Christian nationalists that are trying to take over their country. We know who is trying to take over the country. So I decided to pull out a quote from our 34th president of the United States, Dwight Eisenhower, and he made this quote back in 1955, right? So that's a lot of years ago. And when he said, without God, there could be no American form of government nor an American way of life, was he being a Christian nationalist back then? Were we a Christian nationalist country back then? I mean, this is the president of the United States. Making this tremendous claim. And I wanted my articles to kind of analyze what he meant by making that statement. What did he mean when he said we can have no American form of government without God? And, uh, you know, I think it was kind of clear because he also added in that statement that he said recognition of the supreme being is the first, the most basic expression of Americanism. And he was saying that if we want to keep the United States, we not only need to recognize that there is a God, but we need to be the expression Mm -hmm. of God in America. And it's important in America because all of our laws, all of our institutions, all of our legislative bodies are designed to facilitate freedom. And the reason why the founding fathers gave us freedom is because they knew We knew how to behave if we had it. Therefore, the Constitution can express that freedom with the freedom of religion, with the freedom of speech, the freedom to associate with other people, the freedom of the pursuit of happiness. Of course, that's not in the Constitution, but it is in the Declaration of Independence. The family fathers wanted us to have that freedom to be whoever God wanted us to be. But if we ignore God and we decide amongst ourselves that we are now going to decide what laws, what morals, what ethics, what truths we are going to follow, then that's every man for himself. Mm-hmm. Whatever man thinks is right is what they're going to do. And if that happens, then government has to interfere. They have to start restricting freedom. they got to start respect- restricting And then we see that the American form of government that Eisenhower was talking about, that American way of life, is no longer available to us,
1: and I think that that's exactly where we are. You look at the uh, the what was on what has been on display the past few days in uh, D.C. in regards to these hearings. After there was the shooting in this gay uh, drag club in Colorado by somebody who was a part of their community, I might add, but uh, they had these big hearings in, on the Hill the past couple of days, all for the purpose of trying to tell Americans that. Um, you know, if you say anything, basically, if you say anything negative towards the LB or, or that that is an opposition viewpoint to the LGBTQ community, uh, they're going to end up shot. So, therefore, we can see the next step that they're pushing. They're going to push for is hate speech legislation, right? Um, because uh, it's know, all it's all about feelings. Everything's about feelings now. There's no truth. We've got the Cambridge Dictionary yesterday coming out and redefining that basically a man or a woman is whatever people feel like they are, and because we've got to. Now um, you know, uh, go along with everybody's snowflakes feelings. Now we've got all of our freedoms being uh, being attacked.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And we know that perhaps the new religion in America is the LGBTQ yes. movement.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, they worship it. It's everywhere, and it's whatever they dictate is how we now have to behave. If you were to look at how our language is now changing. From having to say a man is a woman to having to say this woman is now a birthing person. And you can go down the line of how our the words we speak are not only changing, but it's becoming almost a law. We have to say them or we could get fired or we could get suspended from our job. You could get suspended from your classroom school. Mm -hmm. Now new laws are coming out, not laws that are written in the books. But laws, people are enforcing based on their own sense of morality, and they feel they have a right to do it. People are running amok in this country because they're making up their own versions of right and wrong. Someone cuts you off in the street, it is your right to go out and shoot or harm that person in another way. Just today I read a story. uh, This is just typical, and this is not you know uh, something that doesn't happen all the time in the last couple of years. But a guy went into a kentucky fried uh restaurant he ordered corn with his meal. They didn't have it, so he shot the worker.
1: Yeah. I because mean, we're seeing went,
2: that. It's his right to have porn.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it we, we, I, and I've been saying this for a while. Why do we have all these mass shootings? Why did school shootings come about? You know, in my day, I grew up in the South. I mean, half the, half the boys in junior high and high school rolled up with trucks with loaded gun racks in the back because they go hunting and fishing after school. None of those guns made their way into the school and started shooting things up. Why do we have all of this violence everywhere? Because we've removed God from society. We've removed morality from society. We've removed it from our government because it's immoral for our government to be spending us into the into $31 trillion in debt. It's immoral for our government to be leaving our border open and, and not protecting us and our national sovereignty and protecting us from the drugs coming in and the cartels and the trafficking coming in. We've just become completely immoral. It's immoral for you know our government um, to be—it was immoral for our government on the basis of our health and a virus to be telling us we couldn't go to church and we couldn't own our business and we couldn't go to work and who was essential and who wasn't. and There's just nothing moral about our country anymore and and that's why I felt it was important to do this segment and I'm going to continue to to speak about this um, because the left knew very well that the way to destroy America was to replace God with state. That's why they've been lying about separation of church and state. Um, We have to leave it here, Martin Moyer, but is there anything in 15 seconds, how you want
2: to wrap it up? Yeah, let me wrap it up with this quote from the French philosopher Voltaire, because I think it's powerful. Even though he is suspected of being an atheist, he said, if God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him, because he knew the only way that masses would behave themselves and not have to create a police state is that they knew they were answerable, ultimately, to God, And I hope people can uh, take a look at our website at ChristianAction.org or visit my Substack page at MartinMoyer.Substack.com, because we've got a lot of information up there. We have a weekly podcast and other goodies I think people would like to read to stay on top of the issues.
1: Well, I appreciate you doing this, and I thank you for being here tonight, and I look forward to having you back.
2: Indeed. Bring me back out to San Diego. <laughs> up to studio give me an excuse, Andrea.
1: Absolutely. Right. Thank it. you, Martin and right. Merry Thank Christmas. You. All right. Stay tuned. Speaking of immoral, have you guys heard about this reparations committee out here in California to give 250K to black Californians? Y'all hadn't even heard the worst of it. It got really, really crazy at a hearing today. Stay tuned. We're going to share that with you on the other side of the break.
0: Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. All right, so I mentioned to you guys a week or so before that there was this reparations committee that uh, Gavin Newsom was putting together. To um, uh, he the panel was first impaneled in, in to investigate to take a look at uh what uh California did wrong back in the days of slavery, which and because because when you think about slavery, you think California, right? You don't think about the deep south, you don't think about Georgia and in plantations, no, you think California, right? Sure. Um, anyway, um, so the panel was in, was uh, taking a look at things, and they decided that there was too much discrimination that happened in uh, the 1930s to 50s. Um, I'm no historian, but I don't think that's exactly when slavery took place in this country. I don't think sla- the heart of slavery was in Compton in the 1930s, right? This is just... What it's always about with the Democrats, how can they play identity politics? How can they raid the Treasury and the taxpayer funds in order to buy votes of a particular identity group? And that's what's going on here. So they decided uh, that they needed to arrange to pay up to $225,000 per person. And it's supposed to be about housing discrimination that took place back in the day. Um, I don't think there's any, I I mentioned this today, it was on on Dr. Gina's show. I I don't think there's any group in this country that hadn't faced some discrimination at some point. Have we not faced discrimination as conservatives? Where's our reparations? Right. And what, what Californian today is responsible, what tax-paying Californian today is responsible for any discrimination that supposedly took place back in the 30s? I'm not. What are we going to be doing? Income redistribution, taking from this group over here to pay back for some something ugly that supposedly happened to this group over here? That's insanity. But it got even more insane today because at the first meeting of the Slavery Reparations Task Force in Oakland... Other people decided that $250,000 a black person wasn't quite enough. Are you ready for this, Skins? One Californian-based, quote, entrepreneur, he demanded $350,000 to be given to every black American in the state. And by the way, there was language in here that had to do with every uh, uh, Californian who identified as black. Can I get in on that? Can I now change? Can I identify as African American? Charlize Theron is African American, is she not? Is Charlize Theron not from South America, South Africa? She is. She's from Johannesburg, isn't that how you say it? I think she actually lives there now because she and she adopted two beautiful little um, uh, African black girls from South Africa. Stunning girls, by the way. So she's te- she would technically be African American. Should Charlize Theron? I never know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Should she get 250 bones? That same man added, also said that every business owner should be given two hundred fifty thousand dollars in addition to fifteen to twenty acres of land. What's next? They gonna be given Disneyland skins? Is that what's next? Throwing California? I'm not gonna give
2: them any ideas.
1: Throwing throw California Adventure to Another? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see this before. Another activist said that each person should be given the equivalent of the average price of a home in California, around 800k. Look, 800k. Wh- why are you going that low? If you're going to demand to be given a house, why aren't you asking for like a mega mansion in um, what's that Malibu what, in Malibu? Right? Why are you thinking that small? What's wrong with you? You should be you should be watching million dollar listing out of L A and looking at some of these fifty million dollar pads that people are getting. This is what this and I'm glad these people went forth from this committee today and started talking this nonsense. We need fifteen to twenty acres. No, we need we need. I'll be given a house. Uh, the average cost eight hundred thousand dollars. This is what happens when you start telling people. Uh, Condoleezza Rice did it, it explain this so well at the Republican convention in twenty twelve when she said that the twin, the the tw- two sides of the coin. When you tell people that they've been victimized and they're aggrieved, the other side of the of that coin, you've got grievance on one side, then you've got entitlement on the other.
2: What about all the Irish Andrea that yeah. were discriminated against when they first came?
1: Yeah. How about the Japanese that were thrown in internment camps? You do, you Democrats want to go there? Since that was you, that was you people who did that. Have have the have the has the Democrat Party decided that there should be reparations for Native Americans? I've never heard them want to go there. I tell you where you need to go. You need to come right back here because we've got an amazing idea for you guys to tell you about. It's, it's uh, United Through Reading, which serves our U.S. military of the holidays. So don't go away. Come on back so you can learn all about it.